The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I'm so excited to be back with my lovely mother, Peaceful Barb. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful, Michelle. I'm excited to be back with you. So nice to be sitting across from you, looking at your smiling, happy face. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) What response do I have for that? It's wonderful. It's so wonderful to be uh, blessed to be recording these podcasts every week. I love it. I love being with you and I love teaching. You know, it's my favorite thing to do. So um, this is this is really um, an honor. How are you doing today? Good. What's new? Just same old, same old. <laughs> Things are good. Good. We absolutely love to hear it. So today's episode, I'm I'm really excited. I feel like I say this all the time, but I'm really excited about today because this is a topic that I think is up for a lot of people and it's always up for me. And you and I have had some really interesting conversations about it lately. And I just think it's always fun to give people an insider's perspective of these chats that we have with each other. And that's what I love about the podcast is because this is what we do. We, we really are sharing with, with everyone, sharing with the world the conversations that you and I have on a regular basis. And I think this one is up for a lot of people. And I think we do say that often as well. Know, Everything's I, I up for everyone. Like deja vu. Yeah. I've said this before, mm-hmm. but it's true. It's all true. Cause I think we're all trying to sort out how to, how to navigate these stormy waters of life out there. Exactly. And, and this is a good one that we're going to talk about today because this has everything to do with our ability to be able to stand firm. Stand firm. In the hurricane. And so with all of that build up and lead up today, we will be talking about the all elusive, but the thing that we all want to have, which is confidence. Confidence. The big C. Confidence. Bam. The big C. Confidence. You know, so many of us want it. We want to feel good in our body and our own skin and our own being. We want to be able to walk into rooms and feel like we belong. We want to feel reassured and secure in our relationships. We want to feel worthy in our jobs and our careers. And confidence is a huge piece of all of that. And I bet you if we pulled a bunch of people outside right now, if they really felt that, a lot of people probably don't. So it's a huge aspect of our lives that we feel and we've heard from a lot of you who have written in, which we're so grateful for, that it's it's a piece of life that we're all searching for, but it really seems elusive and hard to really um, cultivate in a sustained way. Yeah. And I think you you hit on one thing in there that really just just struck me. And that's, I believe that we all long to belong. And I think what we're going to talk about today and touch on today a lot is that idea of how do we belong to ourselves first? Because I believe that confidence is very closely connected to self-esteem. So if we're not feeling good about ourselves, if we're feeling less than, unworthy, not enough, all the things 
Now, you know that so many people feel if we're feeling all of those things, it's really difficult to be confident. How do we walk into a room and feel like we belong there, as you said? How do we sit at a table and take up the space that we deserve at the table? It's hard to do any of that and live our lives with confidence uh, if we don't feel good about ourselves. Um, and we can only feel... So we're going to talk about that. I mean, I'm good. I'm, I'm so glad about that. But I just wanted to say that I think confidence and self-esteem or how we self-worth, self-love, all those things are, um, are very, t- very um, permanently tied together, I believe. For sure. I mean, I think almost every single episode we've ever recorded, the first thing is, is the relationship that we have with ourselves and how it relates to that specific topic. But, but certainly when it comes to feeling confident, having some sort of strong foundation within yourself and ultimately liking yourself and liking who you are is the baseline. But of course, that's not always easy. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But something interesting that you and I were talking about when we were chatting about this topic is the difference between self-esteem and confidence and how they, you know, play with each other in our lives, but really what, what they look like in our lives. And for us, we really view self-esteem as something that's internal. It's how you feel about yourself, right? Yeah, how you show up, how you, um, you know, you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror and just actually fall in love with yourself to start the day. I mean, I, I love that idea that you just look at yourself, look into your eyes and and really love yourself completely, and, you know, and accept yourself completely. So it, it's, it is an internal thing, your self-esteem, self-worth, self-value, all of those things. Yeah, it's it's that that baseline feeling that we're talking about about yourself. So a lot of us our confidence stems from our our self-esteem like we've been saying. So if we're not feeling like we really like the person that's staring back at us in the mirror, chances are we're not going to feel too great about that person entering a room or talking to people or anything like that. So yeah, because confidence is exactly what you just said. Confidence is it's the external. Yeah, it's how you project how you feel about yourself to others, right? I mean, so it's it, they go, they're hand in hand in hand. They go together, um, and I think the good news is neither one of them are fixed. Like it's not one way or the other, and that's it. And you have to live with it for the rest of your life. It's they're you know we're always changing. They're they're fluid, and they're in constant you know, flux, you know, it's all, they're influenced by beliefs and all those things. So I think, um, well, yeah, and it's a good thing and thoughts. And the thing about it too, just like with everything else, when it comes to self-care and our relationships with ourselves, it's not really something that we're, it's not innate, like, and we're not taught really how to, like you said, look in the mirror and fall in love with yourself every day or cultivate that confidence to project yourself into the world. You can really cultivate it for yourself. Yeah, you can learn it. It's all of this can be learned, which is a great uh, thing. Which is a great thing. That is the good news of this whole episode. It is <laughs> everything that we're There's we're going to talk here. about. You can learn and if you can try. If you don't try. have it now, like so many of us struggle, mm-hmm. you really can cultivate it, and it's like a muscle. I think so many things that we talk about on this show, you start to practice it, and it becomes easier and easier. And just like you go to the gym to work out your muscles, you're going to the gym to work your confidence muscle, and every other thing that we've talked about. And it, it does start to build over time, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah, I love it that that's the good news. This is something that you can learn. You do not have to, you know, we're not necessarily we're here to give you the good news. Yeah. And we're not necessarily born with it. I think, you know, too often we think, oh, I wasn't born that way. Or, you know, I, I can't, oh, sh- oh, he or she, or they, you know, got something that I don't have. And I think with this most everything, but with this in particular, this is something that you can learn and that you absolutely can have. Well, and of course we live in a society and a world that likes to highlight our faults, pick apart, you know, they, the world profits from it. Profits society from profits from it. Perfectionism, yeah. unattainable yeah. standards, all of those things. So of course it makes sense. We recently read a stat that 85% of the world's population is affected by low self-esteem. Well, take that in. According to the self-esteem book by Dr. Joe Rubino. It's so wild. if you're interested on this topic, you yeah. should probably go read that book. But that's a massive percentage of the population that that is struggling with this. And I think it's because of what you just said to start with um, the sentence before that, that 
the world profits from undermining our self-esteem. We, they, society, business, all the things that they're trying to sell us, they want our confidence and self, self-esteem to be undermined so that we can go buy whatever product it is. So it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult, tough situation. I think about our kids growing up you know, in a world that where it's, it's 24 seven news cycles, 24 seven social media, 24 seven, all of the things. So they're constantly being bombarded with, um, photos or, or words or news or whatever it is that, that, that erodes self-esteem and confidence. But not only that too, of course, the entire world profits from that, but we're also taught from a young age, or at least I was my generation, your generation, that being confident, or loving yourself is is arrogant mm-hmm. and is a bad thing. Yeah, um, that you're cocky or you're too self absorbed, or to even get to the farther degree of being a narcissist. Um, yeah, we have not been raised to believe that those are that the qualities of loving yourself and feeling assured within yourself are good. So not only are is the world profiting off of it, but we're also being pushed in the other direction of self-doubt, of making yourself smaller, of being quieter, of not being so sure of yourself all the time because we think that that will make people like us or want to be around us more or think that we're more lovable that way. Yeah, it's so true, Michelle. And that's why it's important to understand the definition of what things are and what you're trying to is to strive for and achieve is confident. We all want to be confident. So the idea that confidence is knowing you are enough. Confidence is loving yourself, accepting yourself, trusting yourself. I always say trust yourself completely and people give me a little pushback with that. And I'm not saying that I'm going to trust myself and not make a mistake. I don't walk into any situation thinking, oh my gosh, um, I think I, I, I may not, I may fail here, so I might as well not try it because we, we don't do that. We need to step in and we need to do our best and trust. We're, if, if we're not feeling good about ourselves enough to trust that we can actually do what it is we're trying to step in to do, chances are it's not going to go very well for us. So I like to think of confidence as knowing that you are enough. You're enough to take the seat at the table. You're enough to show up in the room exactly unapologetically who you are. And then, of course, arrogance is thinking that we're better than someone else. So I think if if everyone listening could get those two distinctions. And it's confidence an important, is but a not fine arrogance. Line. Yes, you confidence can, is not arrogance unless you turn it into that you're better than someone else. Placing yourself higher than anybody else. Exactly. Um, so you know, we're all on this planet together and so if we all can be confident not thinking we're better or worse than anyone else, we are just who we are unapologetically. And ultimately too, not in competition with other people. I think we all are here for a purpose and a reason and have unique paths and timelines. And so if we can get, if we can really accept that and believe that to be true, we don't have to ever place ourselves above someone else or tap into that cockiness or arrogance because you just know that your lane is your lane my lane is my lane and we can coexist in a, in a happy way, which is nice. Yeah. Which is what our mission is all about. (laughs) How can we actually all coexist loving, accepting and trusting? But I love that because I do think people really struggle with that, you know, arrogance and as a block to confidence. But I also want to add too, with you said, for your definition of confidence, it's trusting yourself and trusting that you belong in any given moment and that you're enough in any given moment. And I just want to add too, for me, it's also just liking yourself and liking who you are. And even if you're not there yet, because that's really hard for some people, um, the journey to self-love and self-acceptance is a long road. And I know we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode as well, but starting to cultivate that relationship with yourself. Like you're just becoming your own best friend, how you would talk to your best friend or your closest companion or your loved one, or even a pet or an animal that just anything that you really love unconditionally. If you can kind of turn, turn the mirror back on yourself and start inch by inch to act that way towards yourself you will start to have a better relationship with yourself with yourself and 
liking yourself makes a huge difference. It's an energy shift for sure. Definitely. And I think starting to embrace this whole idea that no one else on the planet can know you or love you better than you can love and know yourself. And so I think that whole idea why we think someone else knows better or can do better or sure, they might have different strengths than what you have, but no one knows you better than you know yourself and no one can love you better than you love yourself. And I think that whole idea of starting starting to act with confidence. And so I, I like to say, act as if, like just start start being confident. And so when you start acting with confidence, you start to make some choices that will allow you, you'll, okay, I'm confident, so I'm going to make this choice. And that chances are that choice is going to going to make you uh, go face to face with one of your fears. Right. And yeah, so if so- we can go face to face with one of our fears, we only can do that if we start acting with some confidence. So, but you're kind of jumping into some of the how to's, which is, which is great. Yeah. I just want to, I, yeah. Okay. Oh, Cause that's a little <laughs> bit of the fake it till you make it right. Yeah, which so many if. people mm-hmm. have asked us if that is, is a, a valid tool and if that works. And, and I recently was listening to someone who I love on social media, Teffy. She's amazing. And she was talking about confidence and she said something to the degree of, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but if you're not feeling confident, but you just show up acting confident, who's to know the difference? The people there don't know that that's not real. And then you start to get used to acting confident and then it becomes second nature. And so I think to your point, it's, it's really, if you just start acting on it and faking it until it really starts to become second nature, like that muscle that we're building, you can really start to build it. And I, I, I get, we get a lot of pushback. I mean, I learned that when I was in treatment, I was in a, a treatment facility and it was based on, on the AA program. And that was one of the main things, fake it to you, make it. So I just, I would like to break that down for people that Great. I think get into that it. we need to understand what that means. Fake it to you, make it does not mean be a fake version of yourself. Fake it to you, make it actually means that act as act in that loving, caring, strong manner that you already are inside, really living your life from the inside out. We forget who we are. So we try to show up as some version of ourselves or try to show up of what we think people want us to show up as by people pleasing. So fake it to you, make it means... You already are confident and strong and loving and all of the things that you need reside right inside of you that's just been layered upon, layered upon, layered upon other outside forces that are telling you that you're not enough or that you're not worthy. So fake it to you, make it means let me, let me just believe that I am enough, that I can be unapologetically who I am. I don't need to please everyone on the planet to have them like me. I need to please myself. I need to love and like myself. So just be that. Even if you're not quite feeling it, trust that that is who you are. And the more that you trust, I think fake it to you make it is really just trusting who you already are, but you've forgotten who you are and you're allowing the outside world to tell you who you are. No one has the right to name who you are, but you. Well, but also the truth of the matter is if you're recognizing in somebody else that they're confident or that they have a specific energy or vibe to them that you want to cultivate, if you notice it in them, it's, it's somewhere in you already. Yeah. So knowing that you just have to recognize it and let it come out of you and believe it about yourself, and believe it about I mean, yourself, believe is a big thing, believe and trust. And you have nothing to lose by just believing that you are that you are that much enough. You are that worthy. Um, you are that whole. Um, and I, I think, I think we start that maybe a little bit by starting to look at what we do love about ourselves. You know, we're talking about loving yourself and falling in love. Okay. What are some of the things you love about yourself? Like actually write them down, put them on your bathroom mirror. What are some of the things, what are some of your strengths? What are some of your character strengths? What are you good at? Yeah. What are you good at? I think all of those things really start instead of Instead of putting the attention and the focus on what do I need to change, maybe we could start with what do I love about myself? What, is, what am I really good at? Or what, what are my character strengths? Am I loyal? Am I kind? 
Am I compassionate? Am I a good listener? Um, and so really start to own those things that you are so that you can, so that you see how it kind of becomes, oh, wow, I am all these things. And then what, what's the next thing you might say to yourself, maybe a week down the road, I am enough. Wow. I do appreciate myself very much. You know, there's just the whole idea. You start to awaken who you are from within. And gratitude too, being grateful for those things that we have within ourselves. I love this about myself. I'm so happy that I'm such a good listener or whatever the thing may be. Gratitude and celebrating the small wins in our lives can also help us to build on those building blocks to start to realize that that confidence. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Those tiny little things, they're not tiny. They well, may we seem talked small. about tiny joys a lot. Yeah. And, and they do add up. The little things add up. Um, you know, if you can say to yourself, wow, I am a really loyal friend. Like, how many of us would love to have a loyal friend? And so I think that really owning your, your strengths and owning your character um, strengths is really, really important. I think it's the first place to start. For sure. And then down the road, you say, okay, but I'd like to change this one thing in my life, or I'd like to take a look at this and maybe maybe change this. That that comes later. I truly believe you have to already know who you are and own who you are before you can start making changes about yourself. You have to start from the positive and really get grounded in that positive before you start tackling all the things that you wish uh, you could transform about yourself. Absolutely. And next, too, I think is important to remember that we all are here for a reason and have a unique path. I think oftentimes people tend to doubt themselves or lose their confidence because, you know, I'm looking at somebody else who I really look up to and they're achieving all their successes or have all the things that I want that I don't quote unquote have. And it can make you feel less than. But if, and this has been really, really helpful for me, if I can always fall back on or remember that my timeline is my timeline, I have a unique path and I'm here at this moment in time for a reason and my life doesn't have to look like anybody else's life to be quote unquote good enough, then I can feel so much better about myself and my place in the world. Beautifully said, Michelle, because self-doubt can be paralyzing. Self-doubt can keep us from being creative. Self-doubt can keep us from doing all of those things that we know will bring us joy or that we just would love to be able to do. Or, or self-doubt keeps us from feeling like we belong or that we fit in or that we don't have to be someone that we're not. Um, self-doubt is, is a really tricky, tough, tough situation. And so I think it's really important, exactly what you just said, to understand we are all unique beings. We have our own paths. We have our own thoughts. We have our own views. We have our own things. And allowing yourself to be exactly who you are and at the same time allowing others to be who they are. So really, for me, self-doubt starts with stopping the judgments. Stop judging myself that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, or I wish, I, I wish my hair looked differently, or I wish this was whatever it is, whatever external thing about me that I'm not liking in that particular moment. So stop with the judgments. And what's helped me dramatically is to stop judging other people. Mm. You know, the mind wants to think 70,000 thoughts a day, which is what we've talked about before on, on one of these episodes. Lots and of judgments so, and those thoughts. Lots of judgments and lots of, lots of thoughts that just are taking up space in the mind that are just useless. Like yeah. if I'm walking down the street and I see someone wearing a jacket that I think is silly, what does my mind say? Oh, I wonder why, I wonder why they're wearing that silly jacket. Who cares? Would never do that. <laughs> Who cares? So I think just that whole idea of really becoming, you know, uh, aware and the watcher of your thoughts and understanding that, that judgments can really, um, lead very, very strongly to self-doubt and self-doubt is, 
is really a block to confidence. It is a big block. And a lot of people struggle with that. I know I struggle with it. I have struggled with it a lot in my life. I even remember back when I did yoga teacher training, when I was in my yoga teacher training graduation, part of the ceremony was we were to write down something that we wanted to release as a signifier of closing out this period of time. And they were, and then we were going to burn it. It's a really fun exercise of letting things go as a side. And I remember I wrote self doubt, Mm -hmm. um, on my little paper. And I, that's always stuck with me because it's really hard when you're constantly doubting yourself to, to feel like you have a place and that you're on the right track and that it's like two steps forward and one step back when you're always keeping yourself back like that. So it's really, really big and beneficial to release yourself from self-doubt. And of course it comes when you notice the judgments that you have and, and really start to shift them. It is. And I think it, you know, backing up a little bit, I think it starts with really starting to embrace your strengths, really, really identify what you love about yourself, what is good in you. And, and please don't anyone say nothing, (laughs) you know, because there (laughs) is, I mean, that is a block right there. That is a self-doubt moment right there. So really having that in your back pocket, like when you start, when self-doubt starts to creep in, you can say, wait a minute, I'm this, 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 and this. And, and I think you don't need to prove that to anyone. I think that's the other thing that, that is so important that once you recognize your character strengths, once you recognize who you are, all of the things that we're talking about right now, never waste your energy ever, ever, ever trying to convince other people that all these things about you make you worthy. Yeah, because you don't, don't need other people to see that for it to be true. No, and you never don't waste need a your energy. People to tell you that. No. Yeah. I mean, no wonder we're tired all the time. We're trying to convince other people of our value or our worth or our our enoughness. Um, and so all of that is, all of that is a useless, um, waste of time and your energy. And so you, it's so important to cultivate that idea of having these little things in my back pocket is, which is what I always call it. Okay. When self-doubt starts to creep in, first thing I say to myself is what's one, cause I believe this is the antidote to self-doubt. What's one little small, tiny, tiny, tiny step that I can take right now to move me out of self-doubt and move me forward because self-doubt keeps you paralyzed and you are stuck. And so I think of what is the one thing that I can do? And sometimes the one thing that I can do is literally just walk outside, look up at the sky. And I did this the other day. I was feeling a lot of self-doubt. I was feeling a lot of sadness. And I just, I walked outside. It was 5.30 in the morning and I looked up and the moon could not have been brighter. And it wasn't a full moon. It was like almost a new moon actually. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. So I hope that just these little examples, you can see how that shifts immediately. Like I came out of self-doubt and into joy. And you remembered. And I remembered who I am. Like, wow, this is a joyful moment right here that I'm looking at the moon at 530 in the morning. So I think just always remembering that one tiny step, one shift the best antidote to self-doubt is taking that one tiny step because it will move you that little inch forward. And it's a big deal when you are paralyzed or when you are stuck or you're, you're just, you're frozen in time in that moment. It's a big deal to be able to move forward, even if it's just for an inch. It is. And to experience that joy for that moment. Again, um, the tiny joys. Yeah. It's they build up. So similarly in that vein, one of the big things that we talk about amongst the two of us that's really helpful in this conversation is to start to limit the amount of advice and opinions that you ask for when trying to make any decision, but of course major decisions And I think that might be a little controversial for some people to digest at first because, well, first of all, this is an advice podcast, (laughs) but 
It has a, a big purpose. But wait, so I just want to say something. We're not giving advice on what actions and steps to take no, in not. their lives and their personal lives. We're giving them a roadmap of our experiences. I know, but I just want to make sure because actually what it is, is you want to learn how to move your life forward. And what are some of the steps that I can like take? Like what because you just it is said, your go outside and look at the moon. Right. That is the advice. But, <laughs> but it is an but, advice podcast. I love that. <laughs> but here, this is why, though. There's a, there's a difference here. And I, again, I, we always talk about topics that are up for us. And obviously, a lot of them are usually up for me. But for many, many, many years in my life, I was someone who would describe myself as incapable of making a decision. Incapable. Wow. Your whole face just shifted. <laughs> incapable. It's I'm like just validating you what you just said. just remembered all those years and you were traumatized or something. Her face literally went white. Yeah. A ghost. The ghost of past Michelle came back to haunt her <laughs> of all those times where I couldn't make a decision. But it's true. I was incapable and I annoyed the life out of every single person around me because I was opinionless. I was indecisive and it was really torture to do anything or to figure anything out because I was always seeking the opinions and the advice of other people from like, where should I go to college? What should I have for dinner? Should I go to this party? Should I wear this outfit? Should I cut my hair? Everything. And firstly, that's exhausting and so confusing to live life like that. But it's also detached from yourself and who you are and what you want. And following back up from remembering that we're here for a unique reason and we have our own path and timeline, constantly seeking out the advice and opinions of other people around me totally takes me out of that of my path and puts me on somebody else's. Well, and you just brought us right back to the beginning of this podcast. You brought us right back to, you had no self-worth or self-esteem because basically what you're, what you're saying right now is that everyone else matters more than I do. Your Certainly everybody ma- else knew better. Everyone else knows better. Everyone else matters but more. But Barb still knows best. <laughs> you know, everyone else matters more. Their opinions matter more because I remember so clearly just from the, the most tiniest of things like what do you want to have for dinner or anything or should I leave your bedroom door open or cracked your your answer was always I don't care and so I think it's trigger because I think it's really telling and I'm just I, I bring it up because I really feel like it's so important to understand what we're telling ourselves because for you to say I don't care to just about everything that people would ask you would allow everyone to make the decision you were literally feeding yourself the message that you don't care and it doesn't matter when actually it does. And you do care. So you were really negating your own self-worth, your own value, your own importance of being a human being. And my own intuition on things. Absolutely. I just had a whole flashback to my life. There was a period after I'd graduated college where I was living back at home until I was trying to decide what my next steps were. This was also during a time like the market crash and finding a job was difficult. And I was trying to decide where to move. And it was between New York and Chicago. And for a lot of reasons, I wanted to go to New York because I love New York. But I was in a relationship with a person who lived in Chicago, and I felt like I had to go to Chicago. And I agonized about that decision. And the flashback for me just was, I remember meeting with so many of my friends for coffee dates, for lunch, to go back and forth about what they think I should do. And some would say, go to New York. And some would say, we'll go to Chicago. And some would say, stay in Florida or whatever. But the flashback for me was just how exhausting and confusing And wild it was that I placed such a big decision into the hands of, what, a million people around me? Yeah. And I think what's interesting about you telling this story is it would just happen for me was that idea that, um, you know, should I go to Chicago? Should I go to New York? Everyone will always give you their opinion. I don't think anyone said, um, you know, I don't have an opinion. What do you want to do? Most people will just be happily give you their opinion 
Oh, because we want to be helpful. I mean, as friends and as, as family members and as whatever, we think that we're being helpful. How can I help you? Cause you were, you were really struggling about what you Agonizing. should do. Yes. I actually just found like a pros and cons list yeah. recently going through papers of, of I, I did it all. So, mm-hmm. so I say all that to say just how much we agonize and put ourselves through so much by not trusting and tapping into our own intuitive knowing that, that we have our own opinions and our own values and we should honor them. That's and that I, is confidence. That's why I love, it is confidence. And that's why I love your, the quote, that one quote, you have many, many quotes, but this one is my all time favorite. Go other ahead. people's opinions have other people's energies. Stay in alignment with what's true for you. With your own truth. Stay in alignment with your own truth. And so I have a, I have a three part, Thing that I go through to when I, when I, here's my thing that I've, that I've discovered and that I've developed for myself. When I start to think that I need to ask someone else and I'm, I've been in a, I've been in a, I've been in a very, um, middle path situation for a couple of years now. And I've got two major life things happening for me right now, which we'll talk about in another podcast. Um, another episode. Um, I know. I love it when she. I date that. myself. Um, but here's what I do. Here's what I do. I I pause. I always pause. I I I rarely will just go headstrong into something. I almost always pause now. So I pause, and I ask myself, Barb, what are you feeling in your body in this moment? And so, because every time we are faced with a decision, or every time. We walk into a room and we're afraid to sit down at the table because we don't think that we deserve to be there. There is a feeling that happens in the body first. The body never lies and the body always knows the score first. And so I always ask myself, what is the feeling in my body in this moment? So I will pause and I will identify what that feeling is. And usually it's either a racing heart or most often for me, it's actually feeling a pit in my stomach. It's actually feeling... uh, nauseous. Like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's unbearable in my stomach. Number two, I'll say, where am I feeling it? So I'll go right there to where it is in the stomach or some people get a pain in the neck, um, wherever that is. And then the third thing I will ask is, should I take this action? A, if it's something that someone is telling me that they think is in my best interest or B, should I pause and look at what are all my alternatives? What are all my um, options here because we forget that there are always many, 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 many options. I had a therapist say to me 38 years ago, Barb, you think you have only A and B, but actually have a whole alphabet and then some of options to choose from. So those three things, what am I feeling in my body in this moment? Where am I feeling it? And should I take this action? You you, you will never go astray. And when I say never, it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Well, that leads right into perfectionism. perfectionism. You'll never go astray because you will be in alignment with what your quote says. You will be in alignment with your truth. You'll be in alignment with what your body, what the message inside of you is telling you to do in that moment. It may not end well. It may not have whatever the result is you might be looking for, but it is in alignment with your truth and you will learn something from it if it doesn't end well. And if it does end well, you'll find that joy. That's a great process. But I think it takes the middle person out. I don't have to go ask. It doesn't mean that I don't ask people, but it means that I always rely on what you need to and when you don't. Yes. And then ultimately remembering too that life isn't perfect and we're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to choose Chicago over New York and that's okay. And you put me in a hard bind with that one because I knew you shouldn't move to Chicago to chase a boyfriend, but I'm from- I had to have my felicity moment. I also knew that you needed to figure that out for yourself, but I also, I'm from Chicago. So the idea of you living in Chicago felt like dreamland to me. So it was like, oh my gosh. She's going for a boyfriend, no X on that one, but it's Chicago. So it was a very, I was in a dilemma. And it all worked out because- It always does. Because although it was riddled with a lot of hardship, my chapter in Chicago was fabulous for a lot of reasons. Yeah, you grew a lot and you learned a lot and that's what we're here to learn. And life is always working for us, not against us. So whatever happened- And I think, so it's the perfect example of maybe that if I went looking back hindsight 2020, would I have made that decision through my lens of today? No. Yeah. 
However, it it was the thing that I needed to do in that moment in time. And it might not have been the perfect choice, but it was the choice that I made. And I learned a lot. It was the perfect choice for you in that moment. See, that's where you start to trust yourself completely. In right. that moment, you checked in with yourself and that was the choice that you felt was the perfect choice Ugh. in that moment. And Speaking I think of remembering the feelings in the body, I'm like getting all of this like <laughs> tightness and tension because I just am so vividly remembering how stressed I was trying to make that decision. And I think that's it why it's hard. so important. And I was young. Yeah, of course. And I, at any age, none of at any age, we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always. So please don't ever please don't ever think that anything is ever going to be perfect or that you're going to, you're going to do it right all the time, or you have to do it right all the time. It is so important. Let yourself be embarrassed. <laughs> let yourself, let yourself mess up. Let yourself do the things that you want to try to do. And, and, and I always say, um, take the life that you're trying to live seriously because we want to be serious about the life that we're living because we want to live our fullest and, and live, you know, the path that we came here to live but never take yourself too seriously. So if you, you mess no, up, it's you're all embarrassed for the or story. It it's all the story of your life. And that Chicago chapter is certainly a good story, a good story and in I've my listened life to it, even to this, even listening to it today. I hadn't heard it for a while. It's a good one. Yeah. So I think the moral of this whole thing is, you know, our good friend Glennon Doyle, she says it beautifully, you know, stop asking people for directions to places that they have never been. And no so one true. has ever been where you're going. No one has ever been to Chicago. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to go ask an expert in podcasts, let's say. We started this podcast. We did all the research and we, we, we asked experts in podcasts what their opinions and what their experiences were. You know, I'm going to get, I'm going to maybe do the research and get experiences of things that I'm not familiar with. So it doesn't mean that we're not saying don't ever ask another person thing, but it just means always check in with yourself. Once you've gathered the information that maybe you need to gather, then it's time to sit down and check in with yourself. Okay. What is the right choice or what is the right action for me in this moment? Mm -hmm. And it's remembering to trust yourself and just being more aware of how you talk to yourself yeah. as well eavesdrop on what you say to yourself. It's very, and I know very we've important. talked about, about that in other episodes of obviously the 70,000 thoughts a day and what are we saying to ourselves? And we're the ones that lives inside our own mind all the time and go back and listen to that episode again. But it's important to have that inventory of what you're saying to yourself. What do you believe to be true about yourself? And if it's stuff that you don't want to see manifest physically in your life, Flip the script. Yeah, and I think, and I think, remember that stat that we gave you in one of the episodes that, um, you know, eighty five percent of the thoughts we think are repetitive, and more than half of those thoughts are negative. So most of the things we're saying to ourselves are not are not helpful and, and negative truly, and repetitive. Yeah, and they're not true most of the time. So I just I think what I love about this conversation, Michelle, right now, and I think it's why we we decided to do confidence right now. What I love about this the most is I want everyone out there to know that most of the time, you know what is right for you in that moment. You know what you want to do. And you know if something is actually lighting you up inside. And so you know when something feels right. You know, but I think we try to talk ourselves out of it. We don't trust ourselves. We don't accept ourselves. We're, we're so afraid of making a mistake or we don't want to do it wrong or... Um, but deep down inside, you always know. So if you can get anything out of this talk today, I want you to understand that your body knows. So please start checking in with your body. Start talking to yourself. Start start developing that, that awareness that you know and trusting yourself. So, And if you mess up, you mess, I mean, uh, yeah, I've made a bunch of bad mistakes in my life. And it's not always the easiest to work your way out of tricky situations, but you do it and you are stronger for it. And in the end, it's okay. And it's that perfectionistic piece of, I can't make a mistake, but you're gonna, and I'm grateful for my mistakes. Yeah. So it's just like you said, trust yourself. And if you fall off the path, you learn something and then you get back on the path. What is that quote? I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to actually say it exactly right, but that Einstein says when he, when he, 
you know, discovered the... Oh, um, she's a scientist. I'm not Einstein. I have the wrong person, I think. What's the quote? <laughs> I don't even know now. I lost it. Oh, we'll, we'll put it in the notes. I think, yeah, I think it's basically this idea that mistakes are not the end of the world and we're never going to be perfect. Mistakes are actually how you know what doesn't work for you. Mm, so if you can rephrase it that mm. way, I can't quite think of the quote, but anyway, I've, I've rephrased it. I like to take quotes and then I, I reframe them to how they work for my life. Cause I want to understand what the, what the teacher is teaching and I want to see how it applies to my life. And what I've done with the mistake is it's another way that I've learned that that's not what I want to do. Or it's course, another way that I've learned. You know? How else do we know? We always trial and error, trial and error on the job training. We are, we are scientists, Living our lives on the job training. That's that's what I think the about laboratory us. of life. We are our own scientists. We are. So the last little piece that I want to chat about for confidence is a practice that's really helpful for me and for you. And that's visualizing, mm-hmm. visualization. And I think this will be really helpful for those of you who feel like you can't fake it till you make it or that's too out of reach or all of this feels too far away. The practice of visualizing, which is closing your eyes for five minutes and visualizing the thing that you want or how you would act in the circumstance that you're hoping for or the job that you desire or the relationship that you want to cultivate or whatever the thing is. In your dream ideal state, how would you show up and how would you act and, and what's the essence and energy that you would bring to a circumstance? Yeah. Visualize it and see how it feels for you to be that and notice how it feels in your body. Like you said, the body doesn't lie. And so connecting with those feelings when you're visualizing yourself. And to me, that's a really powerful practice to build that muscle because you're seeing it in your mind. And while it might not be perfect, you might not open your eyes and have that be your reality. You're going to remember the feelings that you felt or what it looked like for you. And it's those little things like we talk about picking up those little pieces that can start to, well, maybe I don't have that thing, but I can act that way next time. Or I can take this little tiny step forward. I think it's the tiny repeated steps that will get you there we've been talking about. But I also want to say, just to tag on to what you're saying, Michelle, is actually see yourself doing it. Actually see what you're wearing. Get really detailed. It's really a fun thing. I love doing this. And I especially love doing it right before I go to bed. So just actually visualize yourself in the most detail that you could possibly imagine. Because when you can imagine So science has proven this. They've done so many studies on visualization and imagery and all of the things. So when you can actually imagine, you're helping your brain to map out the path. You're helping your brain see, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? And so when we're in- What would Dream Michelle do? Right. And so then when we're in life and we're, we're, we're at a crossroads, okay, what am I supposed to do? Instead of go asking, you know, 20 or 30 people, we already have mapped it out in our visualization. So we know what that next right step is. So I, at the, what research has shown us, what I love so much is that um, imagining, visualizing actually activates the brain regions that can unconsciously map, map out your path to success but it, what it actually does is it activates the brain to, um, it can't differentiate. Yeah. So the brain can't differentiate from what, you know, our nervous systems, our brains are, we can't differentiate, differentiate what we're imagining mm-hmm. and what is actually happening. So this is so cool. This blew my mind because it's real. You actually can know this for yourself because, right, we start to think about something, we imagine something and we get scared. Like I can right now imagine something that scares me and I can feel uh, the goosebumps or I can feel the tingling in my body. So it's a very, very powerful practice to be able to start cultivating um, this ability to be able to uh, feel the feeling in the body because the brain doesn't know the difference. So if you're scared of something or whatever it is, um, just imagining it or visualizing it can help you um, know what that next action will be or can help you actually um, replicate it into your daily life. That's so cool. I love that. Me too. I really do. And it's cool to know that the brain 
brain doesn't know, so you might as well just use it. Use it for what its ability. It's got so many amazing abilities, and this is one of them. And so visualization, and as I said, I do it right before bed, um, is powerful. So powerful. And so the last little piece is just to give yourself permission and to allow yourself to take up space. You talk about this a lot, and like we talked about earlier, the self-doubt makes us small and makes us feel like we have to not be seen or heard or, or hide, but give yourself the permission to know that you're worthy to take up space. Yeah. So give yourself, kind of give yourself, I guess, the small wins. Give yourself the the, the little pat on the back. I'm a, I'm a loyal friend. I'm a, the, you know, those character strengths that we talked about in the beginning of this episode. Please acknowledge who you are and all of the things that you have accomplished and all of the things that you are. So giving yourself the small wins and don't wait around for other people to pat you on the back or to feel that, Oh, I'm not confident enough to do that. No, just go do it. Just jump right in. No one's a success overnight and we're never great at something until we, until we try it over and over and over again. Amen, sister Barb. Well, so I, I just, I think the last thing that I would want to say is like the, it's, it truly is, the tiny repeated efforts that will get you there and trusting that and loving, accepting and trusting yourself completely and check in with your body. It knows. It knows. Well, that was lovely. Thank you. It was a good talk. Yeah. It was a good conversation. I liked this one. Me too. Can't wait to listen to it over and over again. Me too. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone, to this episode on confidence. I hope it really helps you to tap into that because we all deserve to to feel that way and it, it makes life a lot more fun. So as always, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, all the places we're there. We always, always, always appreciate and are grateful for a five-star rating and a really nice review. We do read them, and the nice ones make us so, so happy. So thank you so much for doing that for us. Puts a smile on our face, makes us feel confident. Make sure you're following us on all of the social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. You can always write in on topics that you want to hear from us and just let us know what's up for you. We really, really enjoy hearing from you. We are so grateful for all of you to who listen every single week. And thank you so much. Thank you, you, Mom. I love Love you. you back. And as we know, Barb knows best. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.